one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Thanks for joining me tonight. I hope you had a great Easter with your friends or family. Thank you to everyone who wished me a speedy recovery from the man flu. I have recovered 100% and we are back on board this week. Tonight, I have Gary joining me, and Gary has had some fantastic encounters with Yowies on the Queensland and New South Wales state borders. He's basically had every Bigfoot experience you can think of. Broken trees, wood knocks, grunts, structures, whistling, and even infrasound. But before we get into that, let's talk about the iTunes 5-star ratings and reviews. Each week, I read out a new five-star review that's left for me on iTunes. So if you want your review left out, simply jump on iTunes, leave me a five-star review, and let me know what you enjoy about the show, and I might just read it out on the next episode. This one's titled Proof of Things to Come, and it's by Lions GSXR from Australia. Very insightful show and a great outlet for people with interactions. And just one final thing before we jump into this week's encounter. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, I highly recommend that you do. If you want to chat to other listeners of the show, simply jump on Facebook and search for the Believe Paranormal and UFO listener community. We just ticked over 100 members, so it's slowly growing. So if you're interested in that, I'll also include some links in the episode show notes. But that's enough of me talking. Let's get into Gary's incredible Yowie encounters. Tonight, I want to welcome Gary to the show, and Gary's been having encounters with Yowies on the Queensland and New South Wales border. Gary, welcome to the show. How you doing, mate? Good to hear from you. Very good, mate. Thank you for coming on the show. Now, you sent me a message on Facebook there um, a, a little bit earlier this week, and you've been having some very interesting encounters with Yowies for a little while now, haven't you? We have, mate. It's been uh, probably about two, two and a half years since the, the um, initial 
introduction to the to the to our own Bigfoot world here. Yeah. yeah, right. Do you mind taking us back to those first encounters? Yeah, mate, for sure. So, um, talking to mate Wade, we um we've been interested in the subject for a fair while. We have listened to um a few different select podcasts, um, quite commonly. I'll get in the YouTube kind of stuff, and um, we actually thought that we. You know, where's a where's a, where, where's a good spot to go for for our first time? You know, yowie hunting, yowie research, or you know, whatever you want to call it. So we ended up going to Mount Lindsay, um, so on the Queensland New South Wales border, um, right next to Woodenbong, which is quite known for their yowie encounters. You can YouTube that; they come up pretty quick. Um, another reason, you know, because we go down the bike all the time was quite a popular bike riding route. Um, and out in the in the middle of the Mount Lindsay Twisties, there's actually there's actually paint on the road that says Yowie Crossing. So we thought, well, why not? We go out there all the time. That seems like a good spot. Let's go, yeah, see what happens for our first time out there. So it would have been uh, it was a friends of Friday night. Um, so I got out there about uh, ten ten thirty. Uh, went to that spot, pulled up, you know, a bit of a chat, sit in darkness. Um, which I'm saying that this. One particular lot that we chose, pitch black, couldn't see a damn thing. Um, you know, if you bet a metre, two metres between you, could not see each other at all. It was that dark out there. And I'm saying that, you know, it's a very creepy place at night. During the daytime, beautiful place to go through, but nighttime, creepy as hell. So, you know, we sort of hung around there for about an hour, hour and a half, um, trying a couple of tree knocks, as, as you do, um, a couple of loud howls and calls. Um, every now and again, we get a bit of a, a return tree knock, which is sent from the north, northwest kind of, kind of area. Um, but you know, out there, because there's so many trees, you know, you, you know, their first time is it really a tree knock. Don't know. Okay, let's just keep going with it. And, um, after a while, we could actually hear something moving on the ridge above us. Um, it was hard to distinguish what it actually was. Quite easily heard, but, we couldn't quite, um, just couldn't quite get a grasp of what it actually was, like weight, sizing like that. Um, so yeah, after about an hour and a half or so, now uh, my way goes. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can hear something further down the road towards Woodenbong. I says, "Oh, okay, no worries." So um, grabbed my phone off the bottom of the car. Um, rookie mistake. I press pause on the recording. I've now learned to just let it go. So next one, and uh, jump in the car. We went about K, K and a half, a bit further down the road there. As soon as we pulled up, we pulled off to the left-hand side of the road. Um, as soon as we pull up, get out of the car, close the car doors, bang, just instant vocals from three, three, three different locations. So one, one would have been from the north, the next was from the, probably the northwest, and then right behind us, uh, behind some land probably the southeast. So from the north, northwest, we'd go, whoa! Ooh-ah. And then from the, 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 the north, the same noise, back to the northwest, and that's one back and forth a bit. And then straight away behind us, just a big, ah, big, big, really loud scream. Scared the absolute crap out of us. So, of course, you know, we're standing there, pitch, pitch black, can't see anything apart from what your torch can show you, because, again, for whatever reason, we had to go pick the creepiest night. So, anyway, we stood there, um, basically in the middle of the road. We could hear the this this noise behind us. Like it's definitely by people stepping. You actually hear it behind the lantana, but it was just it was just that thick 
that we couldn't actually see through it. Um, you know, regardless where, where, where you, where you are pointing your torch, it was just really hard to see through. But we definitely hear something bipedal stepping and crunching and breaking sticks back there. And saying that there was a bird, a bird out there, I'm guessing nesting somewhere in, in the back there. You know, like a lot of birds do, they, they alert to a predator, to danger. And the whole time this bird just kept going and going and going, giving its call. Well, that, well, that was happening. Um, that one pretty much went to stop moving for a bit, which kind of creeped us out because then we didn't know what it was. You know, how close is it? Where is it? So it sort of freaked us out a bit. But at the same time, these vocals from the north and the northwest, you know, every 10, 15 minutes, they, 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 they both go off again. But every 10, 15 minutes, they're getting closer and closer and closer. So over a period of about probably would have been about two hours, I'd say. Uh, the vocals are getting closer and closer. The same thing, north, northwest. Um, still two different vocals. They, they they didn't seem to be together at this stage. Um, so basically, you know, you know, what what can you do? Just sort of stand there, listen to it, and um, hope nothing happens. So were you remaining completely still the entire time, or were you trying to, um, or, or were you moving further into the bush? No, mate. We were actually standing in the the middle of the road because out there it's 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 deep, it's deep dense forest on both sides of the road. So, so even though we're standing on the road, you can basically say we're the forest. Um, and because we weren't sure where this one was behind us, and these two in front of us we were gradually getting closer and closer, we thought. You know, let's just relax, try not to freak out, and let's just stay exactly where we are. Um, saying, yeah, basically, like I said, every, every 10, 15, they, they let their vocals off again and closer and closer and closer. And, you know, after, after a fair, fair bit of time of just listening to this happen to happen, every now and again, you, you hear some crunching and snapping from behind us, which, you know, because it was like maybe 10 metres behind us, you see how it's freaked us out a bit, to be honest. Um, I was standing in the middle of the road, you know, Wade standing on the edge of the road, and, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of whispering each other, just having a bit of a chat, you know, do you hear that, do you hear that, what's that, do you want to come down? Um, we're, we're both standing there, both, we both have our torches on, but, you know, you, you point the beam in, in, into your body so it doesn't emit too much light, you know, it keeps it nice and dark, which, you know, these things can see in the dark, so, you know, it made sense to us, but they're probably sitting there laughing at us. But, um, so after a little while, just listening to vocals in close, and after, you know, they, 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 they did seem very close by this stage. Like I'm thinking, you know, it, it's hard to say, you know, with a vocal in, in a forest, but I'd say 50 to 100 metres away. Um, not long after that, I'll see it again, seeing them on the road. It sounded, all of a sudden, like a thousand mosquitoes just swarm your head, just completely surround you. You know, which way you look, turn up, down, left, right, it's just this buzzing all around you. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm hearing things. What the hell's going on there? So, you know, I just sort of stood there for a few seconds trying to see if it go away, like if, if, if it's in my ears or whatnot, didn't go away. So I gently, slowly walked towards the way, trying to be quiet at the same time. As I got to wait, I sort of let you know, let the let the the, the beam of light off, off my body 
to, you know, give us a bit, a little bit of air and light too, so we can see each other. And I look at him and his face just shows this look of confusion and disorientation, which she said to me straight away that he can hear the same noise as well. And, you know, that's just weird. You know, we, we, we hadn't fit into each other. We still haven't fit in, in into each other. We're just looking at, it, looking at each other with just confused faces, basically. And then without saying a word to each other, it was like telepathy or something, we both spun around 180 degrees. And then we had, with the torches, we both hit the same patch of vine on the opposite side of the road. Couldn't see through the vine, it was that thick. Um, but we both just hit the same spot. Stood there for a few seconds, felt very nervous, confused. I wouldn't say fear, just, just very disorientated. That, that sounds very much like infrasound. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much the conclusion we came to. Um, you know, saying that tigers and elephants have, um, and yeah, at, at at the time we, you know, we just we didn't know what's going on. So we just, you know, wait like that's it. But it is, let, 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 let's let's go. So we jumped in the car. Um, next morning, jumped on Facebook. Um, the guys, you know, Brian Sullivan from uh, Mon, uh, Montana Bigfoot, sent him a, a Facebook message. Um, said, mate, you know, this is what happened. He'd come back and said it sounds like a couple of juveniles practicing infrasound from the description I gave him. So when he said that, it was a bit like, oh, you know, sounds a bit scary. You know, some of the stories I've heard from infrasound, you know, it's probably a 60 40 bad good thing. Um, like tigers, et cetera, they, they do it to disorientate their prey. Um, I don't think we will pray, but, you know, never know, mate. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. I mean, it's it sounds like it was a a, a pretty terrifying, um, yeah, I guess, experience to be caught in there. Did you have any of them? Um, it certainly was not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I I could imagine, especially when the infrasound was starting to happen. Um, did you find that you were starting to to get really, I guess, worried or threatened by when you started to to get those kind of um those sounds happening to you? Um, I I felt very confused. Um, Wade, Wade seemed, seemed to become very visibly worried um, and, and nervous, um, which hence why you know, we you know, jump in the car. Let's 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 get easy. Um, and you know, you know, sort of through through research, um, we sort of you know, we actually found out that that that, that area is very heavily littered with, with, with not only Yowie sightings but Yowie stories, and um, and then you know from there, it pretty much progressed. Um, into consistent happening every, you know, almost every time that, that we go out there, um, regardless of day or night, we, we, we have something going on. I mean, like we, uh, we sort of give it a couple of weeks, go back out. Um, you know, another situation, uh, went to the same spot. You know, we, 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 we didn't we always go to that, to that one spot, but this one particular night went to that, went back to that one spot. Um, way was back up in the corner there. And I was a bit, I was about probably sixty meters down the road, so they you are know, just checking things out, but trying to be stealthy as we can. And I thought, oh, I might go for a bit of a stroll up to Wade and see if he's heard or seen anything. And as I got to about probably fifteen meters from him, um, the embankment on the side of the road was probably about three, four meters. Something massive, like definitely not a not not, not a rabbit, not a root. This, whatever it was was massive like 
pretty much I, I got in line with it. This thing took off, cranking through the bush um, to basically, you know, to get get away. And the only thing we all can put it down to is that, you know, when, when, when Wade's up there by himself, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a one-on-one situation. I've, I've come into this land now, it's a two-on-one situation. So wherever it was, was extremely big the way it was, you know, breaking branches and just cranking through the bush there. Um, you know, obviously, two-on-one, get out of the situation pretty much. And, um, yeah, like I said, day or night, day or night, day or night we can... Um, Go out there, generally get some kind of interaction. Um, again, like, because we go out there on the bikes a fair bit. Um, we actually think that they've become used to seeing us out there. And that's what I was just about to ask you there, Gary. Do you think these creatures are starting to, to get accustomed to you? Because you said to me, um, before we. For sure, mate, 100%. Yeah, and you said before we started recording that um, whenever you take new people out there with you on these expeditions, that um, you you find the activity isn't as I guess um, active. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. Exactly right. Um, you know, basically, yeah, when, when, when we when we go out there just for our group, um, like you know, three or four of us, um, pretty much ninety nine percent of the time we'll have whistles, we'll have grunts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Love stone throws. Um, we've actually had the infamous baby cries from one side of the road, 30 seconds later from the other side of the road. What well, actually sounds like a baby crying in the bush. Um, but from... You know, what, what, what I've been told and what I've heard, um, if you hear that, don't go chasing it. Just basically do nothing. Because um, apparently from what I've been told, it's, it, it, it's a bit of a tactic to lure you into the bush. Um, so, you know, we've heard that. Obviously, didn't do anything. Just went, oh, that's amazing. Um, but, yeah, basically, any time we go out there, whistles, tree breaks, bipedal crunching, stepping through the bush. Um, last um, couple of times ago, checking out a trackway that I found um, a little while before that. Um, a branch, probably about ten foot long, come flying out of the treetops. Um, you know, we've got no ill intent towards them, so you know we're not we're not we're not we're not throwing stones back in there and like that. We're not throwing branches back in. We just you know take it as it comes, and well, you know that was pretty cool. Keep going with it. But yeah, like if we, if we take if we take anyone else out there with us, um, one, one another person, another two or three people, yeah, nothing happens. It's um, like they're they're quite quite comfortable. I guess I'm not sure if they call it interacting, but um, I guess you could say quite comfortable playing with us when it's when it's just us. Yeah, yeah, it definitely yeah, seems like someone else there. Yeah, it seems like they definitely have a bit of a rapport with you, and um. I'm just sure. wondering, did you ever feel like you were in danger at any time? Because it sounds like the first encounter that you had there was um, 
I guess you could call it like borderline aggressive. And um, with them kind of uh, calling out to each other and then the one that it almost seemed like they were um, trying to sweep you coming around you and um, closing in on you from the other sides. I mean, did you ever feel in danger? Um, not as in danger as that first night. Um, I think that first night was just a bit of luck or bad luck, whichever way, whichever way we look at it, we pulled up. We happened to pull up in between them. Um, but you know, as for that, like, other nights we've gone out there, um, sometimes you get a bit of a bad feeling. Um, like something doesn't feel right. Maybe we should just call them early night and go. But you know, you just sort of stick it out, keep going. I even one night decided to um, play the Sierra sound um, from uh, Ron Moorhead, which is basically you, um, you've actually recorded their language talking across the across the canyon. So one night I thought, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll I'll take that and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll play that in the vehicle and t- put the windows down and crack that up. And I was playing for about 10, 15 minutes and my mate, Mag goes, oh, you know, it's probably not a good idea because you know, obviously you know, we, we, don't, we don't know what they're saying. You know, could, could be saying something aggressive toward them or, you know, sort of, you know turn that off. But um, that was a, that was a night that we, 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 we all felt quite uneasy out there. But, um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very constant activity out there, day or night, pretty much. Actually, um, one uh, one day we going out there, we actually um, you know, went to relieve myself over in the, on, on the side of the road there, and I happened to look across to the right, actually saw actually saw a trackway that came out of the forest. So I'll go check that out, and as I'm going towards it, I had a look on the ground, and I actually found about twenty twenty five. Um, Tracks, bit, you know, about three or four different sizes, you know, as if as if there was a party there running around. Um, the trackway coming down the embankment was quite evident, quite quite obviously used. And um, I thought, you know, I'll just sort of have a look around, and then I, I noticed some broken logs, um, crushed logs. So I'll go have a look over that. And I actually stumbled across a trackway, actually used trackway. So I followed that, uh, found some more prints down there, you know. A right foot, which then steps over a log that was half half under the ground, to a left foot that lands. You actually see the impression on the ground. Um, kept following, like I said, was a trackway going 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 through the forest, and then happened to find a quite a large track that was for about sixteen to eighteen inches in length, like almost size eleven, and you can quite easily see that this track is about. Minimum four inches bigger than bigger than my foot, like in length, yeah, width, wow. quite easily wider. And um, so yeah, I, I got my phone out, started taking photos, video, that kind of thing. And I actually fired the trackway, which went up another couple of meters, and with a couple of old dead trees that had come down, and you can actually see on top of the trees where the tr- where they got, you know, they're actually using the trees as, as stepping stones when it was, it was all, you know, the, 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 the trees were worn down from being stepped on. So while, while I was, you know, talking the video and showing the video, that kind of thing, showing the, uh, the print, sorry, I actually heard something off to my right. And so I, I pan around the camera, you know, I got nothing there, come back, kept, kept going on with the, with the, with the, with, with the video and taking photos as well. So we decided, well, we all, you know, we obviously found the trackway. We found a lot of prints. Let's come back at night and um, see what we can find in the same area. So we can we so we we uh, came back at night again about ten eleven o'clock, 
and um, track where I was going, all covered up. And, you know, that's that's a bit weird when I'm running just here. And, you know, it, it, it basically looked like a couple of scrub turkeys come through and scrubbed all, 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 all leaves and dirt across it. It wasn't an evident track anymore. That big track that I found was gone, couldn't, couldn't see it. But the interesting thing was there was branches that had been clearly snapped off a tree and stuck into the ground to make to make it look like it was a natural growing tree. Which oh, was really? There. Yeah. So it was, it, was like, it was like an attempt to cover their track. But, you know, I also knew that, they were, you know, these imitation trees weren't there before because, you know, that's, you know, it, it, it's on video, like they weren't there and they're all suddenly there and poking the ground. Grabbed a couple, pull them up, you know, they've stuck in the ground probably three, four inches and they're quite clearly snapped off and stuck in the ground. And again, you know, make it look like natural growing trees. Yeah, that's so interesting. I've actually never heard of, um, I guess, Yowies or Bigfoot doing anything like that. It's kind of like it's... uh they're almost kind of aware that you're in that area and you're kind of looking for them. And they, they sounds like they're, they're covering themselves. For up. sure. Well, well, I mean, well, you know, I mean, yeah, from, from, from whatever it was that I had to the right hand side, um, that was obviously one, I'm guessing one of them that noticed that I stand in the trackway and, um, for, you know, better cover it up and do something about it. Have you ever spotted one of the, no, it's, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. Like they, they, Regardless of their efforts, they always stay just out of sight, just out of, and out of the range of the torch. Um, day or night, we, you know, we just, they just, you can hear them, the grunting, the, the footsteps, the stone throws, but you can never quite get a grasp on where I'm you know, actually sighting them. So we're still on the mission to do that. And have you had any other, I guess, confirmation that they're in the area? Like, have you, um, have you seen hair samples? Have you, um, have you, Smelt them in the area because it's it's not uncommon to to have um a bit of a an odor around when um these creatures are around because some people think that they have these glands that kind of put off a a bit of a stench kind of like um how a skunk would do for sure yeah I mean well, we 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 actually have hadn't had that smell um but it was actually down Tyalgum um so western Wollumba um went went down there one night to um to check out a possible lead uh. Followed a, a fire trail in the bush about two, two and a half kilometers. Um, towards the end of it, yeah, we actually did, did, um, we actually did hear something moving off to our left. Um, you know, you know, we, you know we, we were talking 11, 12 o'clock at night. Didn't actually see anything, but, you know, afterwards, like this, this, this dead animal smell started wafting across. Um, we stayed there for a little bit, about half an hour or so, and, um, the smell disappeared. We heard, we heard nothing. Um, so yeah, we turned around and went back, started heading back to the um, back to the car. Do you think that's a self-defense mechanism? Um, mate, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, there's, there's different opinions out there, you know, you know, if it's self-defense or if it's them freaking out. Um, mate, or, you know, it's, it's honestly hard to say. It's, you know, it's, it's one of those unknown questions that we don't even answer for right now. Yeah, it's, it, 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 you know, it's, it's obviously a topic that, you know, we'll, as much as we like to think, we know we're <laughs> still trying to work it out. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, and, and that kind of brings me um, to a to a bit of a loaded question for you there, Gary, is what do you think a, a Yowie is? Um, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's a flesh and blood creature. Um, I don't think it's anything paranormal. Um, you know, could be wrong, but I think, mean, you know, they're, they're the masters of their environment. 
the masters, masters of camouflage. Um, you know, they're not invisible. They've often, obviously been cited quite a number of times. Um, yeah, honestly, you know, I'm saying that the more the more things you hear and listen to, it's, it's sort of stuff to cloud your decision, your judgment a little bit. Very hard to get a honest opinion to be on to you know work it out what, what's going on. And that's it. I mean, there's so many different um, encounters, and I guess. If you if you kind of subscribe to the idea, there's different species out there because they are kind of spotted all over the world. And um, I mean, at the moment, there's no right, yeah. there's no right or wrong answer to what a what a yowie or a bigfoot is because at the end of the day, we don't really know at the moment. No, mate. I think the most we know is you know what we've witnessed or heard or seen or found. Or I mean, you can you can you can only really go off witness reports. You know, like um, Australia. Apparently has two different types: the the bigger and the smaller. Um, I've heard that the ones in Mount Lindsay are the, are the smaller type, of the Junjidi. I think it's I think it's pronounced. Um, which we're actually I was actually told that they actually live at the base of Mount Lindsay. Um, we thought about going to going to have a look, but I sort of didn't really feel comfortable knocking on their front door if that is the case. So we're still, I'm still sitting on the fence about actually doing that one. So it's um, yeah. It's a bit of a bit of a tricky situation at the moment. I mean, you know, the things we found that's all we can really go off at the moment. Um, you know, we found big big X markers where the, the center of the X is about twelve to fourteen foot off the ground, which they're commonly commonly thought to be like a, a stop sign, don't go past here, don't go any further. Um, and where we found the Oh, so you've you've actually found structures in the bush. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um I live at Beachmont, we actually found in the bottom of Beachmont toward the the um, the Noreen side, then um, a big big X marker in there, um, along with a, a couple of footprints, um, not near the X marker, but a bit further back up in the bush, um, back of that that um, where we, we had that dead animal smell come across us. There's a um, a four to five, four to five inch thick drum tree that had been woven horizontally in between. About seven or eight other trees. So if you can think of it, like if, you know, if you weave wool through or um, rope or whatever, um, that's pretty much what had been done with this tree. And there, there, there's no way that this thing could happen naturally. Um, you know, it was completely. You could see the roots on one end, the the, the, the dead branches on the other end, and actually woven left and right through seven or eight trees um, horizontally, about six foot off the ground, and then there was a the second one about three foot off the ground, which wasn't quite as wide, more so just sitting there. Um, that was only you know about a kilometre back from where we had that smell on something in the bush at Tyogum. Um, then multiple tree break, tree breaks um, at Lindsay and, um, and and Springbrook as well. Um, yeah, mate, it's 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 when you actually stop and look for it, they actually do stand out quite quite easily. Because you know, for the most part, people go for a walk, but they're, they're not actually looking; they're just walking and such. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, Gary, mate, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your encounters because you seem to be living no in, in quite a quite an active area of the um of the country. Well, mate, there's uh, you got your three mountains here: Tambourine, Beachmont, and Springbrook. And then obviously, goes yeah, the ranges go into Numbanbar. Um, and yeah, it's um quite an active area. Um, Tambourine's quite active. 
as you know, we're at the, the side on the back of Beachmont um, in the last year. Springbrook is um, known to have a family group in there. Um, down Numanbar, you've got Beat um, the Locals, Noel Big Red. Um, who, that's who they think is the one that crossed over at, at, at Witherham, the back of Beachmont. Um, yeah, so it's, um, it, 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 it is quite an active area. Um, I just wish we could uh, get them into the army lander for backyard there because apparently the army know about them. So, um, you know, I don't really want to go down there and go face-to-face with a uh, sniper or something sitting down in there. Might be in some trouble then. That, that raises another question. So do you think the authorities know about these creatures? Oh, for sure. For sure. Mate, it's, it's, it's not even a question. It's one it's 100% proven, mate. It's um, nothing... Nothing new, to be honest. You know, you, you sort of bring, bring these topics up, topics up with um, authorities and those that are in the know seem to not want to talk about it. Yeah, well, we've had a we've had a chat to a, a couple of people who have um have had run-ins with Yowies and and stuff like that. And a common common thing that is, I guess, linking all these stories together is that the park rangers seem to know a little bit more than what they're letting on. Well, mate, there's a there's a a, a ranger box. At the at Mount Lindsay on the, the Queensland New South Wales actually on the border, um, I've been trying to catch up with him to have a bit of a chat with him. But every time we go there, he's either left, he's either just left or he's not there. And I reckon, I reckon he, he definitely has some stories. You know, I've spoken to a few people that have gone through there in the middle of the night and pulled up on the on the border just to stretch their legs and quickly jump back in the car because they've heard a couple of big loud screams from down the valley below them. So yeah, I, 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 it, it doesn't. Doesn't surprise me that the park rangers know what's going on in these places, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Gary, thank you for coming on the show, mate, sharing your stories. And um, I mean, if you do find any heavy, uh, any other evidence, feel free to shoot it through, mate, and we'll put it on the episode show notes because um, it'll be good to kind of get this information out there to, I guess, the general public in a forum where it's a little bit more available. Yeah, for sure. No worries. Easy done. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe. And you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.